everybody, and welcome to another episode of Plus Ultra, the My Hero Academia fan cast. My name is Max Newland. I'm Emily Linders. And today we have a very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, uh, I'm Kevin Hilrich. I'm on uh, Zenkai Boost with Max. Yeah, cr- podcast crossover time. Wait. It's pretty sweet. Thanks for joining us today, Kevin. I'm really glad you could be here because you... Thank, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Oh, of course. You're the reason I'm into this show, basically. Oh, well, you're yeah, the I, culprit. Yeah, you are the I, patient I've zero. Kind of. Oh, okay. Because in our first episode, I was like, somebody introduced Max to the show, and I don't remember who it was. You're the hero academia typhoid Mary. <laughs> the catalyst for all this nonsense. I've I I I picked this show up back. Well, I mean, back when it very first started, because I was reading the manga since since it it, it began, and I basically was an evangelist for this series uh, from that point onward. <laughs> I would basically tell anybody who would listen that they had to go read and or watch My Hero Academia. That's me too now. I, I need to start reading it because I keep seeing spoilers from the manga on my Tumblr feed. Oh, and no. I'm like, I just need to go in and just just read it. Oh, I just threw my pen across uh, Deku's, <laughs> Deku's quirk uh, is that he can produce guns out of nowhere. That's the spoiler <laughs> that I read. <laughs> yes, that is exactly the spoiler. That's, that's how oh, one for all gonna him. be. Everybody's going to be really upset. One gun for every just... orifice. <laughs> that's what it stands oh, for. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shit. Some of those are much easier than others. <laughs> <laughs> Every hair follicle turns now, into okay, a gun. <laughs> this is this is jumping way ahead, but there's a hero who who's in uh in the class that the, of the main characters who could very well do something similar to that as of last episode. Oh gosh, oh, boy. yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> last uh, so episode t- was fabulous. Today we watched uh, the fourth episode, uh, start line, which is um. Basically, the whole episode is taken up by the entrance exam. It's a good episode. Dude, it's fucking... It is. This is the one that I feel like is the first episode in the series where something, like, incredible happens. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. The first two episodes are really cool, and the third episode has some cool stuff in it. But this is the first time something that made me, like, get up out of my... That I was, like, hooting and (laughs) hollering when this happened. I can just picture Max watching this from his couch, and all yeah, of a sudden dude. he just stands up in his living room, going, <gasps> "Yeah, hands on my head, <laughs> oh, mouth completely absolutely, <laughs> absolutely." Max and I watched well over half of uh, Hunter Hunter together, oh, dude, and and <laughs> it was the re- his his reactions were almost as as good as the show itself. I was gonna say, I bet that was just a pleasure. To watch By it the way, with Max. Here's a plug. If you like Hero Academia, you would almost certainly like Hunter Hunter. I keep seeing stuff for it. It's on Crunchyroll, and I've I've always just been like, I don't know if this is my jam, but if it's if you very it's very more... good, it's our jam um, definitely. Me and Kevin. It's a it's a really really good show, and it takes like this is the one takes, with the kid, it, the little kid that has the spiky white hair, right? Oh. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Oh, oh, Killua. <laughs> he's one of my favorite awesome. characters. Did you say he's his name so is great? Kill? Yeah, uh, basically. Well, he's from a assassin family, you know. Oh, so, oh. so it's oh. thematically appropriate. <laughs> so the, the, let's get back to this one. Um, yes. The, the, um, the intro, the little preamble for this episode, gives us a little background on UA's cultural significance. It's like the most important school, and 
three of the top four highly, heroes went there. Highly prestigious. Yes, and I, I would like to to note that uh, the, the one of the greatest characters that Please has ever been drawn. Are you talking about BJ? BJ. Oh, oh, absolutely. BJ? Absolutely. The <gasps> denim-clad, award-winning oh. Marvel best genus. No! What I, I love knew about you were going to say that. Now, one of the things I love about this is that is best genus is identified as the number four hero. Correct me if I'm wrong here. But That's the number correct. one best genus. So he's the number one genus, but the number four hero. So they tell us. So we meet no, the three of the of the of the number of the top four that went to UA are number one, number two, and number four. Who's the number three hero? Oh God! I just banged the hell out of my microphone. Who's that's the, actually wait? That's a good question, well, and I I can't recall if it's been. Yeah, I can't remember if it's been d- discussed in the show or the series yet. I love Best I, Genus a lot. Uh, <laughs> I just want well, to it's like, okay, action, like desperately. No, he just makes well, me think of those boots that turn into jeans, the jutes. <laughs> well, he would wear those for sure. He does pretty much. Yeah. I think the only part of his outfit that's not jeans are his boots. <laughs> so he just needs the jutes. He'll be all set. He draws power from them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this intro, th- okay. this intro uh, is pretty mercifully short, um, and they get they, yeah. we dive into the OP after it, which is still amazing. Yes. God, the, uh, Hero Academia I, opening one. I get, now I gotta say now I like this opening a lot, and I and it. I, it's great. It's a really good opening, but it has definitely lost some of its luster because of how much better the following two openings are. I was not so sold on the second one. The third one, though, I like it. Oh no way! The second one is the best. Like as well, maybe as far as the song. I like the second one because it shows my son. But that's that's really about it. Which one? The they're all my sons. The purple-haired, tiny Rick Sanchez son. uh, Tim Curry, Beetlejuice boy. Why did I say Tim Curry? Because he does kind of look like Tim Curry. The eyes, the like sunken in like doe eyes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. I I cannot express in dollars how much I would pay to hear Tim Curry voice Shinzo. Oh, my God. (laughs) I would cry. Not not even like pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Like not even trying to sound like a high school student, just being Tim Curry. (laughs) Oh. He does, hey, he's doing voice work now, so hey, we should get his agent on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, you please just voice this high school boy for one episode? Just one, and then we'll find somebody else. That's, uh, no lie, that's basically what they did with Present Mike. Wait, is it? Present Mike has had, I think, three different voice actors in the English dub, which what? is a shame. because Are they all the like, f- this guy's too extra, I can't handle it? I don't know, because he's Sonny Strait in the first in his first appearances, who is, I mean, he's, he's been, he's been in the business forever, so he must have been busy with something. He does Krillin on Dragon Ball, yeah. and Super is ongoing, so maybe there was some time conflicts, because they're both oh. being dubbed by Funimation. Maybe, yeah, maybe there was, like, a conflict of interest thing there, even though it's the same company, I mean, I don't know. There's only so many time, so many hours in the week that you can spend in the booth, you know. Yeah. And he has to scream for a lot yes, of it. He does. So. <laughs> He's on TV screen. <laughs> While we're on the subject of the opening, I would would like to note 
that the the, the band name Porno Graffiti. <laughs> oh my god! Never yes, I totally forgot about that until yesterday when I was watching it with my sister and my friend, and I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot that was the name of this band." Most embarrassing <laughs> Google search I've ever done in my life. Porno. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do I think is gonna pop up? I thank don't God know they're I a popular enough band that they're like first page of results. Okay, thank well, God. at least your search was better than mine. When my friend told me oh, that no. she thought my tattoo said Moss Titties, so she searched Moss <laughs> Titties, and all she got was Kate Moss's boobs, and I was like, I don't know what you thought was gonna okay. happen. Okay, <laughs> well, I don't know what I expected. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So after the intro or the after the opening, uh, we get a recap of the rules for the contest. Uh, mm-hmm. Deku's worried about that, and he's kind of scanning the crowd. And I love the crowd shots in this show. They always have such really creative background characters. Yeah, the guy who looks like a traffic cone. <laughs> I like the really <laughs> tiny man, just the very very small man with the like the round head and no hair. Oh yeah, the guy who looks like a Saitama character. But like if Kirby ate Saitama. <laughs> uh, Deku spots uh, the girl he has a crush on from earlier and he decides he's going to go talk to her but the very the nice very girl. stern glasses wearing boy from earlier stops him and Ida is kind of a huge dick he's in his first couple of appearances I, he's a dick in a different way from Bakugo though he's like he's the dick who's like your father your really strict dad strict dick dad <laughs> Who's like, d- d- you got an A minus, where's the A plus? <laughs> Fuck you. That's wrong. the kind of dad that he is. <laughs> um and and uh, right after this we sort of Oh yeah, we learned that basically everyone has completely written Deku off already. Like none of the students are worried about him. Yeah. And in fact the word we get that floats above the image is lucky. Lucky. Which yeah. I guess means <laughs> that they're thinking, Oh well, he's lucky he doesn't have to worry about whether or not he's gonna pass or fail because he's definitely gonna fail. No, or I think, think they're, they're thinking that's they just think... one less person we have to deal with. Oh, shit. Okay, that's a better Yeah, idea. they think they are lucky. Yeah. yeah. They're like, cool, one less person that's, you know, actually going to be a problem. And then President Mike gets the, sh- gets the whole thing started uh, just by saying, go, just do it. There's no countdowns. Just just <laughs> oh, run. I did, I did like that. There are no countdowns in battle. Like that's, that's, that's true. I mean, it's extremely it's good, true. And because Deku policy. is... <laughs> The deck is trying to process this. He's the last one to get started. <laughs> the cops are working and, oh, <laughs> they're gone. And we get a flashback to the beach scene from earlier that day. Deku swallows the hair. <laughs> oh, my God. Izuku's face after swallowing All Might's hair is perfect. It's relatable. It's exactly, it's exactly what I would expect someone to look like after swallowing a large hair. I, th- I think that's the face I made when he said, eat this. And I was like, oh, Lord. Eat this. By the way... I've- what an achievement that this show made the two words, eat this, a really great and funny line. <laughs> Speaking of funny lines, clench your butt cheeks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so oh, All Might's boy. sort of giving him the primer on one for all. He says, you know, your body's probably still not quite ready for it. Um, but here's my advice. Clench your butt cheeks and yell smash. But he doesn't no. finish saying smash. No, he doesn't. He <laughs> says smooth, but Smir- in the Japanese sub, all you see is the letter S. And I was like, is he telling him to say shit? <laughs> like, I legit thought he was telling him to just be oh like, clench God. your butt cheeks and scream shit. 
I want to see that version of the series now. <laughs> that would be my way of doing it. He activates one for all by swearing profusely. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was somebody's quirk? Like, you get stronger the more that you cut. <laughs> Actually, um, that's pretty excellent and very in line. Every time you say something that's, like, transgressive or forbidden. <laughs> oh, my God. And your quirk is called taboo. Oh, God, that's terrible. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> Hey, P- if PewDiePie had that quirk, he'd be really Oh up there. my god. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, fuck that guy. We shouldn't uh, get into that. The controversial hero. Oh, taboo. The, contra- <laughs> the controversial hero Felix. Um So so Deku is recalling this moment he had with All Might where All Might did a very bad job of explaining how to use one for all. Uh when at oh, one point what what's up? He says like he says that there's no time to explain, but he re- you really should have explained. You should this have absolutely yeah, explained bro. this stuff. This is like a, a deciding factor for his entire future. This is the moment. <laughs> so you got a little point, bit of time. Really needed to give him the rundown on what was about to happen to him. <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen to your body. Um, your bones. <laughs> Don't Do jump like, too high. Do you like Don't, them? Do you like having those? <laughs> you gotta have to make some sacrifices. You might um, want to start reading up on how jellyfish move. Nobody. <laughs> um, Deku is caught off guard in this moment by a one-point villain emerging from a building, and he attempts. Well, he sort of talks himself into making a move, but he can't make a move, and it kind of looks like it's about to be over for him when he is saved by <sighs> the character that. That I love oh, and God. no one else in the entire fandom likes. Even the at creator all. of this series doesn't like this character. I'm telling but he you. keeps him there. He shows up and is immediately insufferable. I fucking love him. I like if, certain if things. If you knew that he a does. person if you knew a person who in everyday conversation inserted random French words oh, I would into hate it. you would hate that person. But I, the fact that I do not personally know Yuga Aoyama means that I am, like, removed enough from the situation <laughs> yeah. that the douche chills turn into comedy for me. He he has said a couple of things that made me laugh, one of them being his hero name. But this, he, I think his intro he's is less funny, insuff- He's less insufferable than Grape Juice... There's there's no comparison though. That's <laughs> this is this is apples to rotten apples. Okay, apples that... to raisins. <laughs> B- bad raisins. Bad raisins. Bad Garbage raisins. boy raisins. <laughs> um. So so Deku gets saved by this dude, uh, who's very strange. Immediately, very recognizable as kind of a weird guy. He just dashes off and is like, maybe someday <laughs> you can be my decoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um shit what happens after this is this where deku's sort of like um this is the area where the awesome so... battle training music is playing mm. which is super <laughs> high people running around doing things oh yeah, yeah we sort of get to see everyone using their quirk everyone like you know tenya does this really really cool flying kick onto a um a two-point villain and uh, 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 I'll never see She's running around, floating stuff, now, crashing them. I have a question about this. The nice girl. Uh, because Uraraka seems to be running around, lifting and dropping robots. Ones that are already broken? Yes. Yes, yeah. that's what I was wondering. And in the meantime, Izuku is running around trying to find, apparently, a one, an undamaged one. 
And so I'm a little unclear whether they get points no matter what they, as long as they, all they just they just have to damage a robot or See, they have to destroy. That's what I was wondering. It. I think it's like in Overwatch where if you get one hand on that ball and then it is destroyed, then you get those points. I think it seems to. I remember but them discussing already, the test later. It looked like the ones she was touching were like already done, out of commission. Like yeah. their yeah. limbs were ripped off. It it looks but, almost like she's trying to use them as ammo against other robots maybe i don't know maybe that's what happens but they don't land on other robots but we, we learn later them. that she does uh, accumulate a pretty decent chunk of points yeah so she must have been doing some work before we came in here there's well, there's a couple obvious. things about her in this episode that i have questions about and i'll get to the next point like later on when we get to that part of it she's a very interesting quirk yeah um so this is where we sort of cut into the exam viewing area and some kind of weird dog explains what's going on to us. Uh, this okay. is no, in fact, this, in is, fact, this is this is Jin the Windmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jewell is, does the voice of him. This is in fact uh, the principal of UA, and he is a fucking mouse. I love him. He's so <laughs> He's cute. A mouse <laughs> thing. His name is Nezu, and. Like I said, in the English dub, he is voiced by Jerry Jewell, who does the voice of Jin the Windmaster. And it took I am me having a difficult time with the fact that there is a human being whose name is Jerry Jewell in the voice acting <laughs> business. I know. I know. It, I mean, what else would you do? I mean, okay. I don't even know if that's his real name. Like, the Nezu is great, and I love his voice because in the English dub, he sounds like this. He's just very yeah. helpful and pleasant. Have you okay? Did you guys ever watch the English dub for Yu Yu Hakusho during the Dark Tournament? Yes. With Jin yeah. and his crazy like Irish accent that's what? like barely yeah. understandable oh, at all. His his weird like Scottish uh, thing he's got going on. Like, yeah, I'm like I don't even I don't know what, what it's supposed to be, but I love him so much and I love his voice. So Nessa is kind of reviewing for us the different tactics that different heroes or different applicants rather might be using. Like some use speed, some use brute force some survey the battlefield gather information Stay and calm. when when we we get a we cut around to a couple to a few different like major characters that we see mm -hmm. on the on the battlefield and um most of them are doing things uh bakugo meanwhile is just kind of looks like he's on a street fighter loading screen yeah, yeah man <laughs> holy crap by himself <laughs> <laughs> just, There's just no one else around. <laughs> Carnage on and Bakugo. He's also got a big smile on his face. He's really enjoying himself. He's th this this is this is this boy has some problems. <laughs> <laughs> some issues he needs to work out. He's that guy you see driving a giant pickup truck with like too many wheels on it and a big old bumper sticker on the back that says like, "I I stole your bitch." Like that. So after um, after Nezu explains a little bit about what's going on, another one of the teachers says, maybe we should, you know, spice things up a little bit. Yes. And, <laughs> and they hit the switch. The Yaruki switch. The Yaruki switch. Now, Emma, you, you mentioned that you did a little research on this. Yes, because I was like, all right, I didn't notice that it had a name. So I was looking around. Yaruki means the will to do it, essentially. Hmm. As in this switch is like, this is going to bring out the big guns, and if you've got the will to face this thing and show us what your true potential is as a hero, like that, 
that's what this is for. It's zero points, but, but show hey, us what you can do. This is the big show right this here. This is go beyond plus a ultra. Just do it. <laughs> Everyone is totally overwhelmed when the zero point uh, villain shows up. I mean, this thing's huge. It's it's so much bigger than the buildings around it that it like looks down in them like a like it's a model city. <laughs> Naturally, it shows up exactly where Izuku is. Oh standing. yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. And this is oh, where hey. All Might's voiceover cuts in, and he he's saying that a person's true character is revealed uh, in in dangerous situations like this. So it's it really is in line with what you just told us, Emmy, about uh, Yaruki meaning the will to do it, and and mm-hmm. what this is supposed to prove. So this is the part where we see everybody running away. And Uraraka is Uh-oh. caught under rubble, and Deku sees, holy shit, she's about to get smashed to pieces. And, 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 and let's be clear, tons of kids are running away from this yeah. situation. People who may or may not have seen Uraraka down there. Uh, up to this moment before he sees her, he's freaking out about yeah. trying to get points. He's gotten zero uh, points. He has, he has yeah. not scored a single point. And he hears her struggling, and something that I was wondering to myself, I'm like... Her leg is caught under some rubble. She could probably. Why doesn't it. she touch it she and lift it and get away? We, we gotta have that's some really good. That's though. a really really good my question. Thought, actually, my thought behind that was like maybe at this point, like she is so drained, she doesn't feel like she has the energy to lift anything else, which like will kind of like contribute to the go beyond plus ultra later on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, um, regardless, it does create quite a lot of dramatic tension because yes. now now Izuku has to show his true colors, and he does. And um, so Yusei Ron oh. starts playing uh, the theme song of awesome shit in this yes. show, and he you get like the camera goes into like X-ray mode, and you see his legs, and they get covered by this like spider web of red sizzling energy, and then he just like disappears. And the next like thing Sonic. you see is him sailing through the air towards the, the robot's face, and he hears All Might's words in his head, and, oh my god, it's so cool. Like, he, he winds a big punch up, and the shirt rips off of his arm as the same, like, sizzling red energy starts to cover his arm. This and is the yep- one... T- What's up? I'm sorry. This is the only time where clench your butt cheeks was not a funny phrase to me. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) And from the depths of his heart, he yells smash. And he punches the robots so hard that its face caves in and begins exploding. And the whole thing explodes. He destroys this robot in one punch. What is... There's so many really cool things about this sequence. Um, In the English dub, uh, got a... Gotta give a shout out to Justin Briner for what a great job he did with that smash. Yes. And and at the end, he puts this little extra spice on it with this kind of grunt that he does as Izuku's fist connects um, with the zero point villain that really, really sells like the, the force behind this impact. And we get reaction shots first of Uraraka and then of all the other kids in the test. And they're making the same face I was making the first time I watched this show, which is like, what the fuck? Everybody's just going. (gasps) None of them are making a sound. Everyone is in awe. Oh, oh, fuck. His arm looks really bad. Okay, this is a very upsetting image. Uh, The worst part of it for me is the exploded knuckles. (laughs) 
the end the the injuries he gets from one for all are incredibly unpleasant to look at. Yeah, yeah his man. his whole arm still flexed at the moment is like red, like it's been burned. <laughs> and his legs, you can you can see right now, are like Wreck. flopping behind him like a pair of wind. Oh my god! <laughs> like they're like made of rubber. Of <laughs> like they're fucking. Oh. Now here's the. Th- have either of y'all broken a bone? Uh, I've broken my tailbone. That's about it. Only my foot. So it's it's really unpleasant when you break a when you break a bone, especially a bone that you cannot put into a cast. Yeah, and you can't really like move the part of your body that has the broken bone in it without excruciating pain. Yeah. So the amount of movement just caused by the air resistance as Deku is falling in this scene <sighs> must be unbelievably painful. Like his. His bones are shattered. Dude, they're dust they are, right now. They are, there's, there's nothing. He's made of jelly. Like, I was going to say, he looks like when Peter Griffin wanted to live without bones and just <laughs> become like silly putty. Oh, like, that's what his legs and arm have turned it. Like, you can see his fingers while he's falling. They're just kind of like, like a glove. Yeah. Oh, it's really <laughs> it's bad. Like, he, so he has, three of his four limbs are utterly destroyed. And he's falling from probably like... What do you think? A ridiculous like, height because like he has a long time up. to think. He does. He really is thinking about yeah. what he's going to do for a while while he's yeah, in the air. Yeah, he's probably at like 500 to 1,000 feet maybe. Well, that thing was, was fucking big. Like he, That thing was twice as tall as the buildings around it. So that's like not outlandish. Yeah. Um, so he, is, he, he bemoans the fact that he, his body can't handle one for all, um, which he's just learned. Thanks, All Might. And <laughs> Oops. <laughs> And so the only plan he can come up with is to spend his other arm on a Detroit smash to cancel out the 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 the, the gravity and mm-hmm. and provide him a buffer so he can land safely. And he's about to do it and he gets slapped Bitch by Uraraka. And that saves him, which is cute. And I, I thank goodness uh, because otherwise this would have been a very short but very <laughs> cool show. Imagine if he had used his face to headbutt the monster instead oh, of his no. arm and to punch broken it. his entire skull, liquefied his oh, head. No. Oh no! So he lands. So uh, yeah, she smacks him. He floats, uh, and then she releases uh, him and the 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 robot that she was floating on. <laughs> and they show us the side effect of Uraraka's power, which is that it makes your tummy upset. She, she barfs the rainbows. She, she peeks, peeks so rainbows. He, this is the part where I was like, all right, maybe she didn't think that she could lift anything else and she was like done for. But here, he inspired her and she's like, Absolutely. I've got more in me. I need to save him now. And well, she overexoded show- herself and went beyond plus ultra and then barfed. But she it did might it. Be, it might be a bit early to get into this, but a running theme in the show is that Deku saves everybody. Like, Deku inspires and saves everyone around him to be better. Um, yeah. B- basically on accident most of the time. He's just such a, a good and pure soul that the other people around him are like, well, shit, I gotta... He's raising the bar. <laughs> Protect him at all costs. Um, when she releases him and he's, he lands, which probably hurt a whole hell of a lot... He starts crawling using his one good arm so that he can oh, get God. one point. <laughs> and then present Mike announces that the test is over. <laughs> and he passes out. Go figure. So 
now everyone is really impressed uh, with yeah. Izuku's ability, and they're talking about him while he's passed out on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why is he like, such oh. a spaz? Some of them kind of posit that maybe he was trying to trick them. Maybe he was trying to seem weak on purpose so that he could be showy uh, mm-hmm. later on. Which is an assumption that, that lots of folks come to make about Deku. Ida does, though, <laughs> notice the, 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 the actual point that everyone else seems to miss. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is that Deku did something heroic. He did something extremely heroic. And all the judges were watching it. And it's probably, yeah, yeah. All of the teachers who are judging this watched him do this very heroic thing. Mm-hmm. So he's he still may- a little, he's still a little petty about it though, because he's <laughs> like, yeah, if that had been, if this had been in real life, of course I would have done that too. <laughs> I seem to remember in the Japanese dub, it it sounded a lot less like, well, I would have done it. Like it, it's if I remember it correctly, Tenya sounded more like, what am I saying? Like. We were supposed to be treating this like it wasn't an exam. Like, why mm. didn't I do that? He did it. <laughs> yeah, and and his character is really different in these first couple of appearances than it is later on. Spoilers, Tenya Tenya's a recurring character. Y'all should know that. I mean, look how cool his design is. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's got the fucking... Did, uh, I read an interview with Horikoshi where he said that he created Tenya to be, like, the coolest superhero and to have, like, the most blanket useful power... Um, next on the scene is an old lady <laughs> with a very unique cane, uh, who gives out gummies to all the kids and she's a very sweet or, lady. Or just one kid. Just one kid. Just, just the one gummies. kid. Like, what if she had what? given him those little strawberry candies that every grandma has? That would have been great. Uh, uh, maybe gummy bears are the Japanese equivalent of those strawberry the candies. Strawberry candies. <laughs> maybe. Um, we are introduced to this character by... Uh, by Laser Boy Yuga, who who walks us through the fact that this is UA's uh, school nurse, and she is the reason that they can hold these exams. But he manages to explain it in the most irritating way possible. <laughs> Fuck the haters. Um, so she <laughs> she notices uh, Deku on the ground, and she seems to recognize the injuries he has. Hmm. It's almost as if he can't control his power. Hmm. Anyway, she heals him by kissing him on the forehead. Kissy the boo-boo. And oh, this, is a, this is a pretty cool quirk. I this think is, so, too. But this it drains very... his stamina. So this part was probably not very good for him, since he injured himself so terribly, terribly badly. Hmm. Um, this was probably a big drain on, hi- on, on Deku's, like ability to live for a while <laughs> which would make sense considering the next scene but before we get into that i want to talk something um in the english dub what she says as she does as she uses her power is drastically different from what is said in the japanese dub in the japanese dub what she says is chu which is the um the onomatopoeia for what it sounds like when you kiss somebody in japan yeah but in the english dub as she's bending down she says give me some sugar <laughs> Oh, oh no. God! <laughs> and um, um, she, by the way, she is voiced by a veteran voice actor, someone who's been in the business for a very long time, <clears throat> whose name escapes me at the moment. Do you know what other characters she's done? I didn't do that much research. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, we, uh, this this is very draining on Deku as we learn uh, almost immediately. We cut ahead to that night mm-hmm. where he's spacing out and staring at a fish. 
at the dinner table. Oh, yes. Uh, why are you smiling <laughs> at <the> fish? <laughs> Guys, I really love Deku's fish? mom. The oh all-time great ones. Inko Midoriya is the sweetest, nicest lady. I think she maybe has some guilt over what happened when Deku was a kid. Um, because she's just so accommodating. Like, in this scene is so nice. She's being so supportive of him, but also giving him space, you know? Like, she's yeah. not overbearing with him. She's just sort of from the back while she's doing dishes, and he's, like, just thinking about how depressed he is. She says, I think you're pretty cool, sweetie. It's so oh. cute. Your number um, and, one fan. Uh, Deku is extremely preoccupied. Um, he's sort of absent-mindedly working out uh, while he sort of goes over what happened in his head, what, what happened today, and how he's, you know, he feels like he's disappointed All Might. Um, all Might hasn't been taking his calls all day, so he really feels like he fucked up really bad. And the song that plays during this scene, oh my god, it and makes wh- okay, me cry. This is really fascinating. This song... Um, is a slowed down, sad version of All Might's theme music. Yeah. So th- this show is just very good at blending motifs using its music. Like there's there's yeah. only a few motifs in it, but they use them very very well. Um, and just as we're sort of stewing in Deku's depression, uh, Inko bursts in, so excited that she can't even stand up, with the UA letter in her hand. And so Deku takes it into his room. Uh, and she's pacing outside his room because she wants to know what happened. Um, and he rips open the letter and it's like a little projector. And that is a, that is a terribly reckless way to open a letter. Yeah, right? Uh, he just sort friend. of grabs from both sides and rips it open. Like, come and on, that right? hologram sure looks familiar, doesn't it? What if that had actually been a letter? Like, <laughs> it, like it <laughs> just ripped it in half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so the so the little hologram machine drops out, and the first <laughs> I don't know what Star it Wars is reference. in the Japanese dub, but in the English dub, All Might appears and goes, "Booyah! I am here as a projection screen." Oh my God, booyah! He <laughs> says booyah. <laughs> um, he, he says so many really really good lines in this sequence. Um, like with great power comes great paperwork. <laughs> oh my God. And then, uh, like, as he's just going on and doing his thing, you someone's ha- like the producer's hand comes in and makes this motion <laughs> to like get on with it, and he's like, "Who's showboating?" <laughs> Wait, who's how, showboating? how many of these? <laughs> um, and Deku's sure that this is going to be his rejection letter, uh, but we learn that All Might is in town because he's going to be a teacher at, at UA, which we've de- that has gone over so well so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just got a taste of his teaching ability. How did he get hired? Number one dad teacher. <laughs> so this uh, isn't a communication, right? Like, this is recorded. Yeah. No, okay. this is just like the holograms in Star Wars. Save me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Oh, shit. Yeah. And this show loves Star Wars. so Yeah, that's why go. I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if that was supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe. <laughs> so Deku's sad, and All Might is sort of explaining, um, you know, this is this is what happened. Uh, you know, you didn't get any points, and that sucks. Sorry. He actually says sorry. <laughs> sorry, you didn't. And then pass. he shows Deku a little video, uh, probably like some kind of security cam footage of Uraraka making a visit to present Mike's office to uh, sort of throw herself at his mercy and say, "Look, this kid didn't get any points. That's really sad. Give him some of mine." 
Now, when she's describing Izuku, though. <laughs> oh, God, this moment is so funny because she's like, he's kind of plain looking. He's not very easy to pick out of a crowd. And Deku doesn't even take offense. He's just like, oh, she's talking about me. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Smile, and I was like, that is not what I expected you to react to. I do look like, like an anime protagonist. <laughs> like, oh, man. She's a girl is talking about me to somebody. <laughs> um, and this is where All Might reveals that going along with Ida's theory, there was more than just the villain points at stake. There were rescue points. And he makes a point of saying, how could a hero course reject someone who's committed to saving others, uh, no matter the cost to himself? Oh, man. And they reveal the scoreboard. Deku came in seventh with 60 rescue points, tied for sixth place with Ida. Uh, I'm assuming the only reason Ida got sixth instead of seventh is because he actually had villain points instead of just rescue points. And then we see Uraraka's score. She was in third place, y'all. I didn't even pay attention to to their places aside from, I mean, Deku's. I saw he was in seventh, and I knew she, that. Well, she she got a bunch of uh, she got a bunch of rescue points for saving. Yeah, it, she got uh, forty five from saving yeah. his ass. And she already yeah. had thirty something from villains. So I think she it was twenty eight. A lot of well, she had twenty eight. Oh. a lot of a, a lot of people in this group didn't get many rescue points. Mm-hmm. Like they seem to be a, they're really stacked up on villain points, but they have like nine or ten rescue points. Because they're a bunch of bitches. <laughs> ran so, did, did you guys notice the other names around uh, Deku and Uraraka? Uh I know that Bakugo is at the top. Bakugo is is presumably number one. Uh, right behind him at number two was Kirishima, and right behind Uraraka at number really? four is someone who we won't see again for a very very long time. Um, and I think her name her name is her last name is Shiozaki, but I don't remember the re- her first name. And she's the Vines girl. Oh, oh yes. really? And right behind Deku is uh, my boy Tetsu 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 Tetsu. <laughs> <laughs> so oh All Might God. welcomes Deku in as uh, You Can Be a Hero swells to a climax in the background. Uh, uh, Deku uh, is crying and I am crying a little name bit. Drops yes, this is my big cry scene number I lost count. Yeah, and he says, welcome to, this is your hero academia. And I went, that's the name of the okay, show. Okay, no. He, in the dub... He says, you're now a part of the Hero Academia. But in this, in the Japanese sub, he says, this is your Hero Academia. And I wish that they had somehow been able to just keep that in the dub. Because that, that resonated much more with me. It's fucking flaps, my man. Than, than the dub. <laughs> but Imagine it's okay. Yeah. It's whatever. All, all that matters <laughs> is I cried. Speaking lot. of translation, <laughs> there's an interesting thing that goes on here. Um, there's a word in Japanese, hi, which... Uh, indicates like a, it's it's you it's you saying approval to someone of high status. It's like a, a very very polite way to say it's it's basically like yes sir, mm-hmm. and that's what Deku says. Um, but we in English don't really have a monosyllabic expression that matches that. So he in the English dub he just goes thanks, thanks, <laughs> which I thought was kind of <laughs> because obviously he doesn't know what else to say really, and he's crying like well, of course. Um, and then we get the uh, the outro, and there's a little epilogue in this one, 
Uh, I really like this ending theme, me too. by the way. This it's is really, a great really ending. Good. It's a great animation. It's a, it's a great song. And by the way, how great is it that they didn't fucking dub the opening and ending? God, thank goodness. How, oh, it's, yeah. how wonderful is it that they did not feel the need to do that? Guys, it there, takes so little effort not to do that. Uh, yeah, it really does. There is a song that is on that soundtrack for season two that is yeah i know in english and i was like get this shit off my playlist right oh it's so bad it's so bad my question is did they bring an english-speaking person to the japanese studio to record this or what i think that i think it's an english person i don't know in the uh in the track listing it says that the artist's name is stephen mcnair that's extremely not japanese but i hate it because the same thing happened in Kimi no Noa, the the movie Your Name, they did a dub of all of the songs by the Radwimps in English, and I'm like, stop it! Stop Amy, it. you're Get talking to out. two guys who do a show whose intro is dubbed. And it's also oh, it's, it's very so... bad. It's, it would have been bad it's not dreadful. dubbed, but it's ba- it's even worse. I know. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Kai's intro. I'm... God, okay. I'll be let's honest not let you. this bleed there, into another podcast. There's only a couple of Dragon Ball Z intros that I've been okay with. Uh, Dragon Dragon Rock the Dragon. Uh, from <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn you, Max. <laughs> How dare Dragon, you make Dragon me think Balls. those words. Uh, so after the uh, ending, we get a little epilogue, which I love that the show does that every once in a while. And I, I do I do like it, but I wish that uh, it, that shows that did it would either always do it or not because I always <laughs> or not do it. This I always, is like well, I always, superhero movies you know, always, that have something after the credits. Well, you never uh, with a, a lot of shows this and um, sometimes assassination classroom. A lot of times the seven deadly sins. Those kind of shows, uh, you always have to. You, you don't know whether or not you have to check after the ending to, to, <laughs> yeah. for a, for a postscript. But this one is extremely cute. Um, it's Inko pacing around outside her son's room, and he comes out, and she's very hopeful, and he just smiles at her, and she is just overjoyed, and she screams, and then we get a close-up shot of the American Dream, the aim to pass American Dream plan, um, affixed to the refrigerator by a magnet. Mm-hmm. So it was a cute little. It a cute little scene. It's God, really I love, nice. I love Deku's mom. She's so nice. She's the mom who puts her son's stuff on the fridge. Oh. Still at the age of fifteen, she's still doing it. My mom still does that, and I'm twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. That's so episode four. In the next time, the uh, narration gets a little bit weird. It does. I don't know if it you gets guys noticed that. <laughs> what, are you... <laughs> what are you doing with your index finger? <laughs> so the next episode is going to be Deku's first day of class um, according to the preview and we're going to meet his homeroom teacher and the rest of his classmates and what what All Might alludes to is that this teacher is his homeroom teacher uh, Kakashi (laughs) (laughs) not not dirty Kakashi okay no it's it's like if Kakashi got into a teleporter with Professor Snape and he 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 dresses like he a <laughs> i referred to him through this first season as reddit batman <laughs> i just think he kind of looks like serious black and he a and i could see the professor snape part of it where he's just like <laughs> he's a really good character i, I care about you as the he main character of the show but i'm gonna be a good. to you i care about you but also i hate you 
I'm gonna sleep in my worm sleeping bag. <laughs> oh my god, every time he's in the sleeping bag. So this was a really good episode of My Hero Academia. This is one of the best ones. Yeah, this is a very good, fun. very, very good episode. Um, so that's all we had, that's all I had about the episode. Uh, I was hoping that after that we could talk a little bit about, so, one of the cool things about Hero Academia is that it's introduced, uh, it's just a fantastic setting. It's just a really interesting and fantastic setting that uh, a lot of creative people out there on the internet have created their own, um, Hero Academia OCs and like made up quirks and stuff like yes. that. And we wanted to give you a little sample of that. Uh, Emmy and I have, have two that are on the logo and you can see them right there. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, hey, Emmy. What? Great job on that logo. Oh, thanks. It is, it is a really good logo. Hey, it looks amazing. Uh, a, a plus plus. It's really super. It's it's awesome. It's you want to tell us about your hero ultra. OC? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> originally, we had discussed. <laughs> I remember um, this conversation. <laughs> I was like, what would my quirk be? And I was like, oh, my God. What if I had a quirk like Chalk Zone? And then my, my hero name would be Rudy. To anybody who ever watched Chalk Zone on Nickelodeon, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, Rudy had this magical chalk where if he Rudy drew a circle. Rudy to booty, go on. Rudy to booty. And he had this magical chalk. If he drew a circle on a chalkboard, he could go into Chalk Zone. And it's where anything that people have drawn on a blackboard and erased it, it goes to Chalk Zone and it lives forever. So when Can Rudy's I say that's a really cool idea, and it honestly sounds like a shonen anime? <laughs> yeah, it really, it, it really does. And anytime that he's in chalk zone, if Rudy draws something with his chalk, it can come to life. And he he makes his best friend, and then erases him, and finds him in chalk zone. And they go on all these adventures together. And I was like, oh man, what if, what if my hero name was Rudy and my power was chalk zone? But in all seriousness, uh, I would. I mean, just as an artist, somebody who draws and makes things, I think that it would be an awesome power to kind of similar to what Momo later on, the character mm -hmm. Creati, she can make things out of her body so long as she knows what it's made out of and the, the structure behind it. But mine would be more like if I like use something to create something else out of it with like the intent to give it life give it form whether it's painting it or sculpting it or whittling it whatever you, as long you do as art and your art yes as long as i do something that i intend to be art and to come to life i can bring it to life and control it sort of so i think we decided that my quirk would be called animator or animate or something like that uh, but I decided that my hero name would be Goya, after Hell Francisco yes. Goya, uh, one of my favorite artists and printmakers of all time, because my degree was in printmaking. But also because some of his artworks, namely his plates, his printing plates, have some of the most hilarious names ever. Can you give me? A, can you give us a taste? Here's a here's a couple tastes. So, a rundown. One of them is called Why. Uh, this is how it happened. This is too much. They do not want to. And my favorite, Big Booby. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my. I saw that we and were, was like, wait a minute. We were on kind of a run there, and then it took a little bit of a turn. <laughs> and 
he's famous for the sleep of reason produces monsters and Saturn eating one of his children. But when he started to like lose, I think it was, he started to lose his hearing and he kind of mm. went into this really dark, depressive state where all of his artwork started to depict insanity and mental asylums, witches, and like religious and political corruption and like weird creatures, like wow. that kind of stuff. I like to include in my artwork a lot, but when I see something titled Big Booby, <laughs> I can no longer take him seriously. <laughs> and for all I know, it's a bird and not an actual boob, but I haven't looked at what it is. So. We just know the title is out it's, there. It's Big Booby. <laughs> well, my hero's name is Big Booby, and... <laughs> God, damn not true. God damn it. Um, God damn it. The, the hero... I had a really hard time developing this because I, I never... Like, I don't know. I don't think... I'm not terribly creative when it comes to this kind of thing. Do you not think that you're super? Well, it's it's not that. I mean, everybody I know now uh, watching Hero Academia, everyone has the potential to be super. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but but it's just sort of like it's hard for me to come up with something that seems like something that would make sense to 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 see Max out there doing. Um, because it, if I'm being honest with myself, a superpower I would love to have would just be like super strength. I just like to just jump really high and pick up heavy stuff. Yeah. But but that's so mundane in the world of Hero Academia when you've got people like um, Todoroki and you've got people like um, Yaoyorozu. Um, so what I came up with was a quirk that I've called speculation. And the quirk ability lets the user see like a, like a ghost of the most probable outcome of his actions and the people, the actions of the people around him. And that's pretty powerful, but I figured it would be limited by the fact that it doesn't enhance him physically or mentally at all. He is simply able to see these things. Mm-hmm. And um, whether he can react to them is completely up to his mental and physical ability. Yeah. Uh, and I've decided that the hero name there is Hat Trick, because a hat trick is something that happens when you get three goals in a single hockey game, and apparently that's very difficult. Oh, I thought it was like a magician thing. <laughs> That goes to show how little I know about that. But of course, um, you know, I just think this is a really cool visual idea for a power. Like if you're fighting, if he's fighting like a a giant monster or something, he might be, he might say like, see someone who needs saving um, and be able to see where the rubble is going to land so that he can sort of walk between and around that to get to someone who needs help. I sort of envision him as more of a rescue hero than a like fighting hero. But he... He has the potential to be a fighting hero. Depending oh, of course on, he does. And yeah. like his his plus ultra moment is obviously like he sees that there is no path to success that doesn't involve, you know, risking his life. But he does it anyway. Yeah. Just like That's, the one you told us about. Oh, my Goya. my plus ultra moment would totally be I, I told Max about this. My like I, I had this like daydream about what my plus ultra moment would be while I was listening to the soundtrack. And it would totally be like an instance where at first I think that I am bound to the tools at my disposal. So my character has these big paint brushes and then these ink dispensers along the belt. So that way I have the mediums that I need to create something. But when I'm left without those, it's like, shit, I don't have anything to like, make anything to create so my character ends up causing herself bodily harm in order to draw blood and starts to 
finger paint blood splatters around on the ground, kind of like a Jackson Pollock moment. And while the villain is distracted trying to catch me, he's suddenly surrounded by these blood splatters, and I'm able to bring them all up like stakes and you say from run the starts ground. Playing, and they turn around, and there's a million blood doodles, and it's the, the big part kicks in. The yeah. And all of a sudden... Blood stakes just go and drive directly into his heart, and probably a little too violent for something a hero should do. But I was like, whatever, I'll pretend it's like Dracula or some pretty, some... In, pretty intense heroism. Right. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, now I can use my blood and all the stuff that's not tainted. I can give it to the blood drive. Kevin, Oops. did you did you brainstorm one up? Uh, I like I y'all. I've got a level with you. I had every intention of doing so, but then I got food poisoning yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah. Your hero's quirk is that he can consume <laughs> all materials without regurgitate. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, his power. God damn. Oh no. Kevin, Kevin can think of something, but it has to be small enough that it can come out of his mouth, and he can produce. Gross. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We found oh, something God. worse. Plus ultra we found something... He just regurgitates a big gun. We found something worse than being corkless. <laughs> a BFG comes out of Kevin's mouth. One thing that is interesting about the show is that quirks aren't always super useful, as we've sort of touched on a little bit. Like, um, there's a there char- are some people who get pretty shitty quirks. There's like a the character guy who has who is, a fish face. There's one who's mentioned. Um, in in a pretty recent episode, whose quirk is simply the ability to pass his quirk on to others, and it's not, it's one for all is the same, but like you you compound the power every time you pass on. This motherfucker can just pass his quirk passing ability to other yeah. people, <laughs> which is it's just a real, it's like just a stick he hands to someone, and now yeah. they are standing there holding the stick. Yeah, <laughs> and he's and like, that's it. That's but don't worry, I. I licked the stick before I gave it to yeah. you. So <laughs> the part of me is with you forever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still caught up in picturing like Kevin shooting bullets out of his mouth. <laughs> oh no! So what is your, to... what's your hero OC? Tell us about it. We, we'd love to hear. Um, show us fan art you've made of your hero OC, even if it's terrible. I mean, it's yeah, probably man. not terrible because you did it. And that's great. Nobody else did it. Dude, I see some awesome ones on Tumblr all the There's time. There's great art out there. Like This show attracts good artists, and that's, I think, the mark of um, something truly oh, yes. creative. I'll have, to, I'll have to hope that you guys will have me on again, and by then I will come up with something. Oh, my God, of course. Yeah, this, absolutely. This first, um, first but not last, obviously. I know exactly one that you need to be on. It's an episode during season two. Oh boy, so much. There's so Dude, much good in season okay. two. Yeah, there's so, season two is 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 just a wild ride I from know, start to finish. But there is a particular episode I feel like we all need to be together for on season two. Yeah, yeah. I it's think Max probably, knows which one I'm talking about. If this is the one that I, that you're talking about, it might be one of the best episodes of television yeah, I have ever watched in my life. The one that I've watched like five times in a row one night, oh, and then boy. showed Patrick and was like, "Watch this." <laughs> You look at how amazing it is. I'm basing my Halloween costume off that episode. Are, are you going to be? I bought the um, UA high school oh! tracksuit from Spirit Halloween, and I'm going to do some so edits on it. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tell you more. Tell you more when we're not recording. So yeah. you know, these gentle listeners don't get <laughs> after, after we're done. I'll be like Max. Tell me what you're doing. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, it's been a pleasure to record this for you, and I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, we'll probably be on iTunes by the time this episode's released, so you can subscribe to us uh, using whatever RSS feed podcast catcher you got. Um, yeah. If you want to help us out, it's always great to review because uh, it helps us get noticed in the uh, search algorithm. Uh, Emmy, of course, this this wonder my wonderful co-host Emmy did the art, so it's great. Uh, you can find her at Crispy Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at crispy lewis tumblr <laughs> yeah that's c-r-i-s-p-y-l-e-w-i-s not l-o-u-i-s yeah thanks for clarifying because that's a toughie for me um the, our intro was recorded by richard eb on youtube uh you can find him youtube slash r-i-c-h-a-a-d-e-b i'll put a link in the description he does incredible music uh, some of the coolest uh, video game anime covers He's the on YouTube. Guitar Hero. He is the Guitar Hero. His Get quirk it? is that he plays music that sounds amazing. He's the Guitar Hero. Ha ha! He's, I made a funny dad he's joke. The one. <laughs> Good one. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some of our viewers were listen were were laughing at home. As long as I got a groan out of at least one person, then I'm okay. <sighs> Dad. He's Guitaru Man. Mm-hmm. Did you guys play Guitaru Man? What? I recognize the name, it's but I don't think I ever played it. Game. Um, that's about it. I do two other podcasts, one of them with Kevin here uh, called Zenkai Boost. It's yeah, sort of like it this out. one, except it's markedly sillier because uh, Zen- Dragon Ball Z Kai is just not as good a show as <laughs> Hero Academia. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just that's the... That's the cold, hard truth. This is one of the best shows that's ever been on television. And everyone. Dragon Ball Z Kai is definitely, definitely not in that category. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's foundational to anime. It's very fun to watch. It's not the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the moment 100%. I found out that there's like a furry universe, I just... I'm... Nothing. What? Huh? Isn't there a furry universe in Dragon there's Ball Z lots Kai? Of fu- there are lots of furries in... Um, in Dragon Ball Z Kai, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There, there are just animal people walking around, not unlike the My Hero Academia, but much weirder. Yeah, because there's no explanation. Like, in, in Hero Academia, you can be like, oh, that's a quirk. That's some kind of weird quirk. Yeah. But in Dragon Ball Z, it's just like, the president is a dog, and nobody says anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, wish that, our that president was... was a dog. God, that would be so much better. <laughs> president Bork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the president made an address from his office today. Uh, we have the transcript to follow. Woof, woof. Shit's on the Growl. carpet. Shit's on the carpet. <laughs> Yo, have you ever heard a dog say, like, or that, that's, that made a sound that sounded like woof? Because I, I don't think I have. No, most of my dogs sound like woof. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. This has been Plus Ultra, the My Hero Academia podcast. Thanks again for having me, guys. Oh, yeah, ready for you. our outro? Thanks again. Yeah, um, uh, my name's Max Newland. I'm Emily Linders. I'm Kevin Hilrich. Until next time, remember to go beyond Plus Ultra! Ultra.